publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today we're going to discuss Easter and traditions. And you can find today's show notes, which is episode 464, Easter and Traditions on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. And if you would, please give me a star rating on your favorite podcast app and share this channel with a friend. Uh, you can visit my website at MediaAngels.com for some great classes as well as books uh, for homeschooling and novels for your kids. Well, today I have a very special guest and Crystal Niehoff is also a podcaster on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. She and her husband, Kevin, host History for Christian Teens. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am so happy to have you, and I am beyond excited about your podcast. But before we dive into that, um, you and I are going to talk about some Eastern family traditions, and I'd like you to tell the audience a little bit about your family. Sure. We are a homeschool family. Uh, my husband is an active duty Army chaplain, and um, we have five kids, but three have graduated and flown the nest, and two... Um, set to graduate next year. We've been homeschooling since the year 2000, and I'm continuing that with my granddaughter, who I also homeschool virtually. She's in Kansas, and I'm currently in Iowa, but uh, we homeschool through various means using Skype, and um, I help her uh, online, so we uh, do that, and so I have five grandchildren total, two of which are here visiting me still. Um, and um, we're just, we're active, busy family as most homeschoolers are and um, uh, military families are and uh, hoping to maybe retire in the next couple of years. Right, <laughs> it's always the goal. And of course, as you are nearing, uh, you know, that time in your lives, it's always fun to come up with new ideas to keep yourself busy. Um, I tell my husband, I said, I'm the hardest taskmaster because I give myself 
you know, deadlines and have to get things done by a certain date. And invariably, um, you know, it's more work than uh, if I worked for someone else. So, <laughs> but that's okay. wonderful. I'm delighted that you are doing um, this podcast with with Kevin. And um, it's really unique because it's really taking the children um, through a unique perspective as you study history. So share with us a little bit about um, your podcast and what it what the you know uniqueness is about it. Sure. Um, our podcast history for Christian teens is really geared for teens. So um, they can uh, something for them to listen into the wholesome clean but history is really so much more than boring facts, you know, or obscure topics. And what we want to do is bring history to life and um, then draw out life lessons that we can learn from those figures, whether uh, we're studying someone who was known to be infamous in history, or someone that has been a hero, a hero in history, we want to draw out what can we learn from their life or from that event that we can apply to our lives as Christians. So we really dive into it from a biblical perspective. And so what I like to say is to put on our biblical, biblical glasses and see things through the lens of the Bible, because as Christians, that, what, that is what our foundation really is, is the Bible. And you can learn so much and understand people so much clearer when you look at it through the Bible and, you know, our creator God, you know, who created them. And um, so we just, we take these events and these people in history and we talk about them. We find out the good and the bad that they've done and then what we can learn. And we're currently going through the Old Testament. We plan to um, also then move into the New Testament and after that, um, um, I, we're still planning out uh, where we're going from there, but I think we're going to go into World War II history. So we, my husband and I have such a love for history of all genre, you know, and mm-hmm. all time periods. And so we just really want to um, search those lessons out and bring that to life for teens, but moms and dads and everyone else are invited to listen in too. Absolutely. And what makes it unique is that you are, of course, pointing out life lessons. And a lot of times when we look at history, we think it's not applicable. And, you know, they always say that if you don't know history, you are apt to make the same mistakes. So that is, um, you know, great. And we are so blessed to be able to have a podcast that is geared for for the teens. And so, um, you know, again, that's history for christianteens.com. And you can find that on the ultimate homeschool podcast network. And it's also on all of the podcast feeds. So, you know, if you have a smartphone, you can download a podcast app. Um, you know, if you have an iPhone, uh, the podcast app comes with it and you can just search for your podcast. And then you just type in that name of the podcast and it will come up. And we also are on, you know, iHeartRadio and um, all the uh, different Stitcher, a a lot of different feeds um, that are out there. We are, um, you know, part of 
those great networks. And so you can find us if you have a podcast uh, network that you listen to, you can pull those in just by the name of the podcast. So today, uh, Crystal, you are going to uh, share with us some of your um, Easter family traditions, and I will as well. And, you know, we see all of the secular aspects of Easter in the stores, you know, all the stuff with spring and the little chickens and all of the cutesy little things. And while that's, you know, we can turn that around and say, well, that's new life and, you know, Easter eggs are you know, can be related to, you know, new birth and things like that. Um, you know, for a Christian family, the focus is on the, the, you know, the death, the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And it's the culmination of all feasts. A lot of times people think that Christmas is, you know, the big holiday and everything, but Easter is, you know, equally, if not more important, because it basically is the culmination of the reason that, that Christ was born. And so we want to bring that um, to our children as Christians, as well as sharing with them, you know, some of the things that they're going to remember and perhaps do with their own children uh, when they grow up. So, you know, the first thing, um, you know, let's discuss is the real meaning of Easter and how would you, you know, bring that to your children and bring it to a level um, that they they will understand. I mean, obviously, teens are going to understand it at a at a different level than say uh, the younger ones. But are there some things that you have done um, to bring that home to your children? Some things that we've done is first, I really feel that it's important that as a family we celebrate Easter together, and that they see us and they go with us. Um, to church or chapel and to take part in those um, celebrations. But also one thing that I found years ago when my older children were younger was resurrection eggs from familylife.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they're geared for ages three to 10, but we, <laughs> we've kind of made a tradition of going through each of the eggs each year. But the neat thing about them, if you haven't heard of resurrection eggs is they're in a box, they're plastic eggs that open up like you might find in a store. But the difference about those is um, when you open them up, inside there is a little symbol, a little token that uh, represents uh, some part of the Easter story. And then it comes with a guidebook that takes you through what the real meaning of Easter is. And it goes, it goes back to even, um, you know, you talked about Christmas, Christmas really is in the shadow of the cross. So mm-hmm. what happened on Christmas really is with the cross in mind. And so even at Christmas, there are things that we can teach our children about um, the importance, the significance of Easter. And Easter is more, in my opinion, than just a day. Uh, you know, to celebrate. Um, really, you can start on Good Friday and rec- re- really Easter, I believe, to the Christian is the recognition of our need for a savior. So there are so many things throughout the Bible that foreshadows um, what Jesus eventually does for us on the cross. And so by recognizing that we need a savior, um, understanding the Ten Commandments leads us to that recognition. 
and that Christ is that savior for us. And then on Good Friday, his suffering and death on the cross, and um, then that led to the resurrection from the dead, uh, to eternal life on Sunday morning, and make that celebration exciting and um, explain to the kids, young, young children can really understand that Jesus died for us. My three-year-old granddaughter can tell you that Jesus died for us and um, because we needed him so we can go to heaven. And then he rose from the dead on Easter morning. And um, our family attends the sunrise service. My husband being a chaplain is either usually leading the service or we're involved somehow. And so the sunrise service significant of um, Jesus raising on, on Sunday morning, Easter morning. So, and just on their level, I just, I really feel like the best resource is still the Bible, you know, so use those, um, you know, read the Bible to your family and then try to explain to your children on their age level, um, any questions they have, you know, on what different things mean and, you know, what does, crucifixion mean what does um resurrection mean and you can find the resurrection story in um, all four gospels and then as they get older um, especially as homeschoolers we love to really dive in and search things out and you know um, as a homeschool mom i've always loved learning with my kids so go through each of the accounts in the in uh, each of the four Gospels, and maybe um, compare the different accounts of the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. And, you know, you might see that Luke, having been a physician, is going to come at it from more of a standpoint of being a doctor than you might find in John, who was known to be a close friend of, you know, of Christ, like a brother. And it's just neat to see how um, they come at it from much how we might tell a story differently. That's what they're doing. They're telling that account a little bit differently, but it's still such a great learning um, exercise in um, and faith building exercise. And it's beautiful. I think it's just beautiful. And, and for us, you know, we actually start pre-Easter with, um, you know, Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of the 40 days to Easter. And, you know, my kids would always say, well, it's more than 40 days. And I said, well, that's because you don't count Sunday because Sunday is, you know, the, the, the day that Jesus rose, you know, the resurrection. So those Sundays are pulled out and, and we pick something that we fast from. It doesn't necessarily have to be food. It can be, you know, like a, you can add something like my husband's you know, reading the Bible, um, in a, it's a one-year Bible. And so, you know, he started that this year and, and, um, actually, uh, you know, because he started it during Lent, he's late. So he had to jump into, you know, whatever day it was, um, in the Bible, and then he'll finish through the next year. But like, you can add things like that. And it's just a reminder, you know, that yes, Jesus has, risen and but it's a reminder to us of the 40 days in the uh, in the desert and the desert experience and that we wait until the resurrection 
um, you know, to have joy. And one thing I was one of those, you know, my kids always said, you know, not the mean mommy, but I don't do a lot of candy. We do baked goods, but I was just never a big candy thing. And the fact that I actually gave my children candy on Easter, for some reason, turned that into like this amazing holiday for them when they were younger. And they knew that that was coming. Um, and as, as silly as that is, but um, you know, we would always, um, you know, preface it with, you know, yes, you can bring in some of the, I'm not going to tell you don't decorate your house in any kind of spring type of things, because we're supposed to be, you know, sackcloth and ashes. But, but when you do bring in some of the, you know, trappings of the world, so to speak, you know, remind them of, you know, the things that come before. Um, also, we would always do what we would call the vigil mass, which is um, the evening before Easter, and it starts, it's supposed to start at sundown, um, you know, with daylight savings time, it's a little bit hard, but so the times change, but it would be somewhere like around 730 in the evening, and the church is totally dark, and they bring in a lit candle, and it starts at, the, and everybody has a candle, and it starts at the back, and I always think, crystal this is such a fire hazard you know like I'm totally missing the beauty of the light and the candles and you know you've got your little kids when my kids were younger you know my husband and I did not hold a candle because we were monitoring their candles but it's just beautiful because it starts out so dark and then it's lit with the candles and then the readings um in the bible start at genesis mm -hmm. and you know it's like sometimes we would forget to ring because the kids would say later, why did we start in Genesis? Um, it goes through, they skip obviously a lot or we'd be there uh, for an eternity trying to get through the entire Bible, but they hit on the highlights of the scriptures through the Old and New Testament until you get to the resurrection and, and the empty tomb. And it really is a beautiful uh, summation of um, the, the story of, you know, the birth of the world until you get to the resurrection of our Lord and but by the grace of God, there go I, you know. Um, and so it, it's salvation history is what it is. And it, um, you know, we went, I don't even remember why we went the first time, um, but that has become a tradition in our family. And even my kids, when they were in college and playing sports and, and not able to, you know, try to get to a game uh, to a church you know in between games you know which I'm not even going to comment on that but um they would try to go to the vigil mass wherever that was and um you know it's something that I feel like you know we can pass down to our children and of course you know when when everybody was home we all went together um but it's it's so special to me to see your adult children continuing on the traditions of the family. Um, and still we, we all get together for a big Easter celebration um, in our home on Easter day. Uh, and, you know, this year I'll have my niece and her five children, my nephew and his two, my daughter and her eight. So there's going to be um, quite a lot of little ones around. And that's part of, you know, what I feel like a celebration is, is really about, you know, having family and community within, you know, inviting other people in, if you can, you know, that are alone um, during this time of year from your church or, you know, neighbors or, or whatever that is. 
and just making it um, special and not apologizing for anything that you're going to do. You know, you're going to pray before meals and you're going to thank the Lord and you're going to have, you know, whatever uh, special tradition that you have in your home. But whatever that is, um, I've also learned, and you probably have too, Crystal, as your family grows, that it doesn't have to be expensive or fancy. Um, I did a podcast that's uh, you'll find on Vintage Homeschool Moms uh, that is called Easter on the Cheap. And there it just gives you ideas of things you can do with your family that don't cost a lot of money. Because let's face it, when the family starts growing, <laughs> you know, right? Things just start right. adding up. And, um, and the kids don't really care, do they? They just yeah. really want to be together. And a lot of them just play with their cousins. And, and we often think of thankfulness as being something we do around Thanksgiving. But what better time to teach our children thankfulness, or at least to continue that lesson right. than at Easter? Because everything, everything about Easter is eternal. You know, it's it's not a temporal thing like gift giving or candy, something like that. Right, this is right. an eternal lesson. And so you don't need to spend a lot of money to celebrate Easter because it's not about gifts or food or candy. It's about the eternal life that we have through Jesus Christ. And that's beautiful. You know, and it is, um, you know, the, the kids really uh, hunger. Like I, I look at the situation in the world today. And I think, you know, so many of those children are really hungering for truth. And if you can't find it, I mean, God created us um, to, for love and love of him and God is love. And so he pours that out into us. And if we don't look to him, you know, we find it in all the wrong places. And so, you know, when we talk about traditions and little things that you can do, it's just a, you know, a thumbnail guide, a sketch, so to speak, um, you know, that, that you can do these little things that just really go back, like you said, Crystal, to what the core message is. And that is, you know, our, our goal is heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And, and so that's where we, we should have our eyes is, is to that eternal. And what better way than, you know, with, bringing it home, so to speak, for Easter. And I love what you said about, you know, Thanksgiving is, uh, thankfulness is not just for Thanksgiving. Right. Well, wonderful. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about, um, about what we've talked about today? I was just thinking about um, the traditions and um, money. You know, we're kind of going... With a growing family, money is always tied, it seems like, but um, time is also something that is often tight, you know, that we're short on. And uh, as a young mom, for me, when I um, had young children and I wanted to do all these traditions, you know, and, and have all these special things and continue some from my family and from my husband's family, but then add in my own to the point that it, that's all it became when we were celebrating and that's with Easter or any holiday and finally a wise mentor mom told me that the most important thing is that you're together and that you're sharing your faith and so I just want to encourage families to not get wrapped up in traditions 
and um, things that you have, you feel like you have to do. The most important thing is really that you're together as a family and that you're sharing your faith to your children, to your grandchildren and passing that on. And that um, doesn't take a lot of money. It just takes a lot of love. Wonderful. And I agree. I think that's just beautiful. And I think, you know, too, that um, the focus is, you know, on that day is the Lord, but we also, you know, want to have that sense of, um, you know, the children feeling part of the celebration. And so, um, you know, a lot of times uh, I would let the kids, you know, decorate or draw, or, you know, we would put up the little drawings that they did and, and it was really fun. Well, friends, I invite you to check out historyforchristianteens.com. You can find that show um, on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And uh, you'll be blessed listening uh, to the show and, and having the kids listen as well. A lot of times, you know, oh, this is a podcast for teens. So we're just going to say to our teens, here you go. But go ahead and listen in. And I think you really will be blessed. I know I learned things when I was listening into it. And, um, you know, my uh, grandchildren love it. And so, and some of them are younger than teens. So, um, you know, don't limit yourself to that because the younger ones always want to listen to what the older ones are listening to for sure. And uh, also, um, you know, visit uh, vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Make sure that you follow both of these podcasts. You know, there is a subscribe button if you're listening um, to the podcast on an app. You can click subscribe and that allows you to get any of the new episodes so you won't miss a single one. So friends, thank you so much uh, for coming and listening. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. It has been. Take care, everyone. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.